Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Secret of Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guest. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, N.D., CNH, is the best-selling author of the ebook The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now. Available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Welcome, everyone, to another beautiful Wednesday evening, and we have some amazing surprises and um, treats up ahead for you. Um, First of all, I want to introduce my co-host, as always, and before we get to our amazing guest, I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun because she is very, very interesting. So we have the beautiful Miss Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Hello, everybody. <laughs> They're probably sick to death of you, Shannon. You're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, I believe we have Walt with us. Is that right, Walt? You believe correctly. And this is one of your friends. You know this beautiful woman that's going to be with us tonight. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I know her, yes. <laughs> uh, and it is thanks to Walt that um, he kind of connected with us, with Danielle, and, and Thank you so much, Walt. We're very excited. And guess what, you yes. guys? I have a surprise that you and Shannon don't know about. Don't you love surprises? I don't. <laughs> yes. Well, you guys will like this surprise. Kareem called in, and he's going to guest co-host with us. Oh. Hey, guys. Hey, Kareem. Hey, Kareem. How well, you that's, a, that's a good surprise, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good well, surprise. W- welcome back, Kareem. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, let's talk to Kareem just one second and see. Well, what have you been doing since you disappeared? Oh, I've been doing a lot. Um, I moved. I, I bought a house in um, Philadelphia because wow. you know, I was doing the real real estate. So right. you know, 
the real estate started doing pretty good, and then I actually opened up another company doing independent contracting out there. Wow. So, you know, we've, we're on a mission to clean up Philadelphia, and, um, you know, we have a cleaning service also. So, you know, we've been really working and, and um, marketing and doing everything. And I did want to, I, I did want to tell the whole listening audience that Dr. Kim, you're real, because I was sitting in New York, you know, I was I was getting it off the ground, but when I came to you and you gave me out, and yeah, it was it was up to me to receive it and mm-hmm. then to take the action. Mm-hmm. But you did definitely, uh, you, your words are, are real. So I wanted to get that to your whole show because I'm actually my life has changed. I'm a, you know, I was you know a. a beginning entrepreneur, but now I'm full-blown, and, you know, things are only getting better, and I can only thank Dr. Kim and myself for that. Wow, I am so, oh, you make me cry. That is so sweet. Well, you always had it in you, Kareem, and sometimes you just need someone to believe in you and, you know, show you what life can look like, kind of help you see that vision again, and I think you took it from there, so I give all the credit to you. So congratulations. I love what you just said. It, I, I hope everybody was listening because this is a huge thing that I teach. And he said you have to be willing to receive abundance. You have to be willing to receive the vision and you have to be willing especially to receive yourself. So congratulations. That's amazing. I'm so excited for you. That's, that's awesome. Well, thank, and I love having you back. So thanks for coming on tonight yeah. and helping us out and feel free to jump in whenever whenever you'd like. And you know how I love to put you on the spot, so get ready for that, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Walt, do you want to give the announcements? I hope you got them. I hope you don't make me read them again this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, this time my Internet's working, so I think we're, um, we're doing well this time. Um, let's see here. Hold on one second. Sure. So, okay, so Dr. Kim, it looks like you're doing a tele-summit on soulful consciousness, awakening of your heart with the masters each day at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you'd like to check that out, the website is soulfulconsciousness.com. And she has great guests like Carol Allen, Hans King, Moss Sajidi, I probably butchered that name, and Jared Hewitt. And then don't forget, Dr. Kimberly is also on that. And tomorrow, Dr. Kimberly will be on New Wealth Revolution at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Dr. Kimberly will post a link on her website and in the chat room. And her website is Serene, I'm sorry, yes, her website is secrettoeverything.com, if you'd like to go to that. And it looks like we have some, uh, she's also going to be doing, um, she's going to be hosting with Jared Hewitt, and they'll be taking, talking about the ultimate access well, it is crucial to open your heart for the year 2013. Dr. Kimberly is also excited to announce she is one of the new consultants for Spike Paranormal, and their website is spikeparanormal.net. And congratulations, Kim, and uh, Spike Paranormal was lucky to have you. Uh, next week, it is our pleasure to have the author of Soul Transformation, Dr. Selena Matthews. And she will be taking us on captivating journey of our soul. And you don't want to miss that one. And then on March 6th, we will have Lisa Barnett from 
Akashic Knowing, talking about the Akashic Records. And uh, Dr. Kimberly, back to you. Oh, well, you know what? Do you want to introduce uh, Danielle, or do you want me to? Because it's really, like I said, through you that um, she came to us. So Sure. Danielle is uh, someone that I had met on Twitter, actually. And I I looked into her, and she's a very amazing individual. She is Danielle Agnew, and she is a psychic TV host, author, musician for Montgomery House, uh, The Perfect Haunting Film, Haunted Playground, L.A. Talk Radio, True Tales of the Truly Weird book. And she's from Los Angeles, California. Well, without further ado, I'd like to welcome (laughs) Danielle to The Secret to Everything. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, well, we're fabulous. We've got Kareem back. When we first started the show, Danielle, um, Shannon and I actually started a half hour almost a, a year ago, and then I, Kareem joined us, and then it's kind of been a little bit of a, you know how it is because you're in radio, um, a revolving door since then. So it's nice. It's really nice to have him back. But I kind of want to start with your um, your book sounds so interesting so i take it that you are you are a paranormal investigator or do you not consider yourself really by that title tell us a little bit about that how you're oh no i absolutely do i'm a psychic i'm a medium i mean technically i'm a clairvoyant channel but that seems to be a lot for the media to get their mouth around (laughs) so they just put you know psychic medium in credits underneath my name okay whatever it's all good we see dead people we see the future that's fine um (laughs) And I am a paranormal investigator as well. I very much enjoy that, in fact. And my book, True Tales of the Truly Weird, is about my real-life experiences that I've had with the weirdest paranormal and spiritual phenomenon that I could actually put together. And each chapter is about something a little different. And some of the chapters involve demonic activity during investigations, such as at Montgomery House, which was the film that I directed and shot, and we investigated that location, which is a haunted bed and breakfast. And some of the other stuff is just weirdo stuff that's happened to me throughout my life with extraterrestrials, elementals, people who eat their own liver. I mean, just bizarre. So (laughs) that was really what the book's content is about. Well, you know I'm going to ask you, right? You know what the next question is. Because I'm going to ask you to tell us something that you think would be uh, interesting, entertaining, slash weird uh, that you've actually experienced in uh, one of your adventures. You know, well, honestly, one of the most bizarre things that I've dealt with are with extraterrestrials or what I like to call off-worlders. And really, I don't consider as much spirits or human spirits to be that weird. Um, You know, we walk around every day with our own spirit in a human body, so that can't be that weird, you know. Uh, However, what I find the most unusual is a lot of this off-world life, because their technology is fascinating, many of these species have nothing to do with us culturally, intellectually, spiritually. Their social mores are different. It's really quite extraordinary. So if you're dealing with that culture, that can get a little weird depending on whomever the actual <laughs> off-world culture is that you're dealing with. Now, Danielle, you, you, um, you also do uh, 
uh, you help police with unsolved cases. Is that correct? That's correct. I was very, very fortunate to be part of a TV show called Missing Peace, and that was basically a group of psychics working with law enforcement, and we run around and help solve cold cases. And I volunteer for, uh, um, actually it's an all-volunteer national organization called uh, Find Me, and I'm one of many, over 100 psychics, who actually donate their time in an attempt to find missing persons. So I've done a lot of work with the police, and I find it to be a very edifying way to apply my gifts. What kind of um, success rate have you had with that? Well, pretty darn well. You know, I we I haven't single-handedly, of course, solved any case. We're we're only a tool, Walt. You know, we're right. part of a team. It's actually the law enforcement officials who solve the cases. What we do is we point them in the direction to gather the evidence that it takes to really nail the per- perpetrator or to solve the crime. And if you're finding somebody's missing remains, um, that's a little more direct than trying to direct somebody to evidence that's going to lead to a conviction. So the cases I've worked on have all, I, I, I don't want to say net positive results because it's never positive to work on a cold case. There's, there's very pain, there's a lot of pain in that. People are suffering, their loved ones are dead. You know, it's not really like, yay, look at me, I helped solve these cases. But, um, it's been uh, it's been an edifying experience to be able to contribute to the many cases that have been solved. I guess would be the best answer to your question. Mm-hmm. Have you um, done any child cases? Yes, they're tough. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're they're probably very emotional for you to to even <laughs> go down that road. I'm sure. Well, it is, um, and really. When you're working in a situation where your job is to provide information, uh, there's an element of yourself that you just basically sit on the bench and don't allow to get emotionally involved in what you're doing because then your productivity level drops dramatically. So really, I mean, your, your job is to pass on information. And though we're all human and we all have our moments, and I, Lord knows I have mine, folks, um, yes. We try to switch through, you know, we're not superhuman. Mm-hmm. Trying to, well, yeah, right? Trying to keep that into a, a reasonable roar when you're working on child cases is very important. And also for for the parents, because these people are just absolutely destroyed. And so if you're falling apart, it really, it, it doesn't really help anything. Right. Well, Danielle, now, um, I'm curious. I kind of want to go back to the quote beginning. I was born, quote, what they call, and I know you're probably familiar with this, conscious. And so I knew of my ability, I, you know, my abilities were just there, you know, and, and I was an empath and, you know, I, I knew a lot and saw a lot. And is that how it was for you? Did, were you born, you know, knowing you had these abilities at a very young age? Did you grow into them? Is this an adult thing? Like kind of, could you kind of tell us a little bit about your journey? Yeah, you bet. You know, when I was about, oh, Lord, about two or three years old, I saw my first deceased person. But I didn't know that they were not on this earth plane because they looked as solid as you and I would be sitting mm-hmm. across the table having coffee, Dr. Kim. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was as real as you could imagine. And I actually felt the cloth of this individual's skirt. It was my great Auntie Sylvia. And oh. I saw her in her farmhouse in Montana, where I'm originally from, and we were going up to visit my great 
uncle, Dominic, and he was kind of scary. You know, he was a big old Italian guy, bald from losing his hair during the turn of the century flu pandemic. And just sitting up there in this farmhouse, he scared me. And when I walked in, I looked over and I saw my Auntie Sylvia. So I walked, because she had a pat of me over to her leg, and I walked over and kind of huddled by her, and she was petting my head, and I could smell that, you know, that 1950s cloth smell, you know, the mothy kind of mm-hmm. detergent that they had back then. It wasn't unpleasant. It was just dated smelling. Um, and I remember what the dress looked like. It was white with little bitty um, yellow flowers all over it that she had handmade because she was from Italy, old country. And I remember recounting this to my mom, you know, years ago, talking about seeing, you know, my Auntie Sylvia in the kitchen and whatnot. And she vehemently argued that point with me and said, well, no, that's impossible. Sylvia died a year before you were born. And I thought my mom was just, you know, having some, I don't know what I thought. She was full of beans. And I said, Mom, that's impossible. And I described her and whatnot, and my mom was just looking at me kind of freaked out, saying, no, 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 listen to me, she's dead, she's been dead before you were born, dead. And so, you know, that's how I really realized, oh, well, perhaps maybe I'm picking something up that other people may not be picking up. Well, did you, okay, so that was when you were younger, did you bury those gifts at all, or did you just fully always kind of walk in them with no problem? Well, I always had them. I didn't want anybody to know I had them because I was raised in a very conservative culture in Montana, very Christian evangelical on one side of the family, very Catholic and Episcopal on the other. And though mysticism was a very large part of our family, uh, nobody used the word psychic or medium or seer And even though I knew something was up with me and I was very aware that there was all kinds of things going on around me uh, all my life, it wasn't really something I was comfortable chatting about until I was about in my, I would say, early 30s. I I secretly did work in it. I just didn't talk about it. Ah. You know what's so funny, Danielle? Why does it seem like almost every single... Uh, especially it's the uh, hot, more highly advanced, I guess, psychic mediums. They all grew up in like very weird religious homes. It's so funny. It's like, how did we end up here? You know why? What's is that like a cosmic joke or something? Because I really identify with what you're saying. It's so funny. Um, I noticed in your bio that you sent us, and this is just my personal thing. I I'm a big fan of the show Supernatural. What was your involvement with that? Could you tell us a little bit about that? You bet. That was one of the most fun gigs I've ever had. I had an opportunity. I had a client who worked on Supernatural at the time in a very, in a producer capacity and was also heading up the writers at the time and came in to see me about some other issues. And it came up. I mean, I was actually doing a reading for this individual and all of a sudden I see that this person is a writer and that they're writing all this amazing story, and then I recognized the storyline in the ethers, and I just dead asked this person, do you write Supernatural? (laughs) And this individual said, yes, I do. And I said, why on earth are there no angels on Supernatural? What is wrong with you guys? You have all these demons, no angels. What's up with that? And this person looked at me and laughed, and they said, you know, I have to tell you, we have been struggling with how to translate angels 
into the television mm-hmm. medium and not have it be freaky cheesy, you know, like touched by right. an angel kind of thing. Right, right. <laughs> right? And so I said to this person, I said, well, listen, then you've never really met an angel. They are God's black ops. They're scary. They're badass. Mm-hmm. They're not these little floofy poofy, hello, They may actually represent to us that way because it makes us comfortable. But they are, they're formidable creatures, and I speak with them primarily in my work. So that started this whole consultation on their angel storyline, uh, the end of the world stuff. I was very, very proud to, con- uh, to have contributed information on how angels react, how they talk, what they're like, how they interact with darkness, how darkness interacts with the angels. And it was really, really cool to see that actually come to life, you know, through this series and through the brilliant writing of this individual and many other people. That's absolutely amazing. I I think it's so funny because in the consciousness world, which is, you know, it's a couple twists and different paths away from, you know, the supernatural paranormal world, but it kind of overlaps in weird ways, as you know. But um, it's so funny because when people call in angels, you know, it's it's kind of the stereotypical, you know, all shiny and beautiful and calm. And it it does amuse me because um, I myself, when I was 17, I don't tell the story very often. I don't tell any of my life stories very often. I don't know. I think you know this, Shannon. But when I was 17, Danielle, I was actually uh, saved from being raped by an angel. Wow. I believe it. That's the kind of thing an angel would do. They are hardcore. You know, it's not just like, oh, I'd like to come tell you why why your soul is being beloved by God today. I mean, yes, they do that, but that would make a lot of sense to me. As I was explaining to this writer... Um, and who, who later, because of the success of the Armageddon storyline on CW, because mm-hmm. of the success of, and, and I'm getting credit where credit is due. Yes, I got a, a huge opportunity to describe all this stuff and get very involved in how these angels interact with people. But it really was the brilliant story writing of this person that made that brought that to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was amazing to watch this individual crafts the actual personality of these entities, mm-hmm. um, you know, and actually get, get them handled. And like you say, saved you from being raped. Now that's what I'm talking about. I love it. <laughs> I do. Yeah, we, we got to hear that story, Kim, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the angel was there. Holy cow. Well, and, you know, I, people are like, how do you know as an angel? I'm like, well, it was it's a long story. I don't want to really go into it, but it was in the um, it was in a mountainous area, and it was in an area that was unapproachable by human, where the angel happened to appear. And you know what's funny? He appeared. You know, angels are very powerful. He appeared as an older man, but you would have been scared of this older man. So it was very very interesting story. When you guys interview me, I will tell you the story sometime. Get <laughs> 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 your own radio show. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, it's right a, on. It's a little bit interesting, but um, we do have a caller that called in, and I and I'm just gonna warn you, I didn't screen her question, Danielle, so I don't know what she's gonna ask, but I'm gonna go. It. She's been waiting quite a bit to talk, so if you don't mind, I'm gonna go ahead and grab her call, and sure. we'll see what she has to say. Christine from Minnesota, You're welcome to the Secret to Everything. Do you have a question for Danielle? I do. I've been really enjoying the chatting, so I could have waited a while. Um, but anyway, since I have all of you, um, I've the last four years have been doing some self-employment things, and I'm pretty much out of money. I need to find a job. Um, and 
just having some troubles. I've had six months of a few interviews, and that's about it, and haven't been applying at a lot of places because I haven't really found the right thing, but I'm to the point where I almost just need to take anything in it. I'm trying to overcome resistance and frustration and... I'm wondering if you have any tips or clues for me or what's holding me back or... You know, darling, I'll tell you, what was your name again? Christine. Oh, Christine? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I tell you what, uh, first of all, welcome to the climate of actually stumbling out of a an imposed recession, Okay. It's not that you're holding yourself back from king. It's that the waterfall has finally started moving again. Money is a virtual energy. It's not literal. It's a virtual energy. And we, when we decide as a society, oh, guess what? It's a recession. Ah, we shut down the money flow, which is goofy because it's just an energy. So what are we thinking? But that's, you know, that's humans for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you... You're attracted to entrepreneurial stuff. There's also a lot of, and this is your angel who walks with your life path telling me this. This is major sense of self through your work. You know, some people just do a job because it pays their bills, and then, you know, they have hobbies outside of their work that really represent their personality. You are somebody who brings forward who you are in your work. So it's very interesting. You kind of hit the nail on the head to a degree. You said, should I, you know, should I just take anything or whatever? Here's the deal, darling. Money is, it's, it's nothing. It's an energy. That's all it is. If you go down and you work at a Starbucks, okay, you're just showing, you're showing the universe, hey, I'm cool to accept money energy no matter where it comes from. Sometimes when we do that, it's like unplugging the tub. It creates some sort of a vacuum where this pressure that we put on the money can flow. So then you still, you're, you're always going to be an entrepreneur, Christine. That's just who you are. That's where you're comfortable. So rather than assigning all the, we all do this, by the way, all the ego identity stuff to, what, if I work at Starbucks, there's something wrong with me. What about my ventures? Blah. Yeah, let go of all that because that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean anything. We are in a transition period right now where we are unclogging the tub. So as long as you're doing something that it basically seeps the ground, gets that money energy rolling, I doubt you would do that job for more than six weeks. I think you'd be moving right into something else. But the pressure of the identity of the money earner is off of you, and you can actually just bring through your gifts and talents with what you're doing. So I would just tell you to come out of opposition with beating yourself up about about how the money is made, and um, they're just showing me some things that you've tried to launch off the ground, and it would go in and stop and go and stop. And remember that with entrepreneurial endeavors, Christine, we are kind of subject to <clears throat> where they fit. So right. we got to trust the universe to open that doorway at the right time. Okay. All right. Well, that's very encouraging. So thank you. Yeah. you're. Believe me, darling, if you were to go, and you're not going to do this, by the way. You're not going to work at Starbucks. And you're not, not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. I used to assist a manager at Starbucks years ago, whatever. Um, but whatever you're going to go do, okay, you will. These entrepreneurial stuff, it's still going to take off. Just okay. be at rest with yourself about this and let that energy block go there. Okay, because it's it's doing okay. It's just not enough to support me because I'm doing healing work. So there you go. See, it's already rolling. So go ahead and just add to that money energy for now. And like I say, unplug that drain, unplug that drain, okay. and more of that money energy will come through in a direction that you're more cohesive with. Okay, and 
because I've been resistant to just that, but this has given me the nudge to do it, to unplug the tub, so. Yeah, unplug the tub, girl. It's just it's just money, energy. It doesn't matter where it comes from, honestly. And, Christine, okay. I'm going to add one thing in there, which is um, you kind of touched on it, and I, and I just kind of grabbed the energy a minute ago, but um, it is in your belief, in your energy field, actually, that um, it's almost too delicious for you to believe that it's true to accept that healing work can more than pay the bills but bring in massive abundance. There's a little bit of a belief structure that's intertwined with your energy field that needs to go too before I think you're really free to like like a racehorse just go like bam out of the gate. So um, yeah, well yeah, because I'm having too much fun doing it to believe that I can get paid See? for it too. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna. So I'll work on that. And I'll pull. I'll try to. I'll try to yank some of those frequencies out of your energy field too as we Perfect. as we go along. All right, sweetness. Thank you for calling. Well, thank you. I'm going to keep listening because you guys are, are very interesting. So. Oh, well, good. Thank you. Take care. Right. Bye. Thanks, Danielle. That was that was awesome. That was right on. Now, do you give actual um, readings right now, or are you too busy doing all your other stuff? Actually, no. I, I still take clients. As a matter of fact, today, um, I'm out of Los Angeles today. I'm up in the Pacific Northwest working on some other stuff. But I had four clients today on the phone. Oh, <laughs> I do do readings. Wow, 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 wow. Do you have a website that um, our listeners can go to or how somewhere they can book readings? Absolutely. If you guys go to Danielle Agnew, E-G-N-E-W hyphen advisor dot com, then there's a contact section, and I have this amazing woman who helps me with my scheduling because that's certainly not a strong point of mine. Uh, and she will be happy to make sure that you get an appointment. Uh, those appointment people are very handy. Shannon, you've been quiet. You <laughs> I, was just, I was just going to say, I know somebody else who doesn't have that strong point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, we can't help it, man. It's part of our thing. <laughs> there you go. That's okay. I love her just the way she is. Oh, that's very sweet. Shannon, do you have any questions for Ms. Danielle? I don't know. Um, do you see love coming into my life anytime soon? Do I see what's coming into your life anytime soon? Love coming into my life. Love coming into your life. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an interesting answer you're getting back here on the old angelic uh-huh. ticker tape, sister. Uh-huh. <laughs> um You know what they're talking to me about? They're talking to me about the fact that your relationship identity has changed Mm -hmm. very much. Like what you're looking for, what you want. Um, And and it's funny because (laughs) you like to spend many plates at one time. You have to stay very busy. You get bored. You know, they're telling me about these, these prerequisites as far as who you are in a relationship. And it's funny because you consider yourself pretty straightforward, Mm-hmm. Boy, do you need somebody who's on the ball, you know, to keep up with you. <laughs> so they're talking to me about this. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. It's, yes, I do. The answer is yes. But here's here's the deal. You There's a big part of you right now that's kind of digging, not having to worry about augmenting anything in your life to fit a partner in. And 
having a lot of fun doing that. I do see, yeah, love life is awesome, and we all want partnership. Um, but you, you appear to be on the, the, the middle to a back end of a, a large identity transition here. Mm-hmm. And you know how that is. That's like trying to hang on to a rock uh, when you're actually being tossed around by the tide. So, mm-hmm. And do I see a lot of bullshit? Well, actually, I see a lot more people interested in you than you have interest in. <laughs> I seem to have that problem. <laughs> Yeah, I'm seeing people digging you, sister, and you're like, oh, you're really sweet, but that'd be like dating a bunny rabbit. That's weird. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're good. You just, I think, uh, keep your bar higher. That's what I would tell you on this this time around. Amen, sister. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get into all your personal stuff here. Absolutely. And I I feel like I have worked on that. Definitely worked on that. Not to say that there can't be more work to be done on that, but I definitely feel like I've worked on that. Good. That's good because, you know, you have spiritual sensibilities, that empathic ability, you know, to you may not consider yourself, you know, hang hang the entire shingle out psychic or whatever, but we're all psychic to a degree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I can dribble a basketball. I will never be Shaquille O'Neal, but I can dribble a basketball. <laughs> You know, so you've you've got your abilities and, you know, you naturally tend to want people to feel good around you, you know. And so I think your boundaries that you've built for yourself are much stronger now. And not that you were trying to be a pushover, but you just automatically would be like, ah, well, no skin off my nose to make you feel better to do this. And now pretty soon I'm all doing it for you and now this sucks. Absolutely. That is so true. And I definitely have have tried to be better better now than I have ever been. I try to limit my exposure to people that, you know, try to take advantage or use my generosity. And I've actually cut some people out of my life because of that. And it's been it's been hard for me, you know, because I want everybody to be happy. I don't like when somebody's upset with me. So sometimes it's hard for me to say no. Well, I think it's hard for a lot of us to say no, but you know the big fat lesson of 2013 mm. is authenticity. That's mm, true. It's yeah. right, ladies and gentlemen. Right. I mean, yeah. this, this is our year for whoever you actually are in your skin. You're going to get known for that person, all the good parts of us, all the not-so-good parts of us. And the reason that's coming to fruition is because everybody needs to be exactly who they are at this point in time to help elevate the human race. Mm-hmm. And, and part of our elevation is dealing with our yucky stuff, too. So, you know, you're right on time. You're good. Don't you think that that's a big problem with most people, though? They're not really who they are. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, my I goodness, mean, we, we, yes, we are enculturated to be these bright, shiny things. And we all want to be these bright, shiny things. And to a great degree, we are. But there is not one of us that is absolutely without fault or moods or hormones or bad days or whatever. And exactly. it's in, right? It's in the embracing of that. And I think that's a lot of what Dr. Kimberly does in her work. You know, in the embracing of this, in the fullness mm-hmm. of who we are, that is in the healing of the self, which then adds to the healing of the body, which then adds to the healing of the human body, to the healing of the planet. It's like dominoes. Oh, that was beautifully said. Um, you're so interesting because you remind me of me. Like, um, you find it hard in your because I can read you kind of who you, I can kind of clearly see who you are. 
you cover the broad spectrum. Do you find it hard at times to focus, or do you kind of do what I do, which is for a time you choose this and this or a couple things at once? Because you are very multi-gifted and um, run at quite a high frequency, and you have a lot of the same connections I do. So how do you kind of juggle that? Well, I, to be honest, I do a lot of what you do. If I do the work that is set before me at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I found is I can be a type A personality in certain ways, and in certain ways I'm a type Z. I'm so laid back. It's stupid. <laughs> but, you know, I, but in certain ways what I've learned is that if I simply do the task that's set before me and don't assign a bunch of egoy weirdness to any of it, mm. then that's when it flows the easiest, and I don't seem to have any scheduling issues that way. I love that. That's one of my things that I sometimes forget, but I go back to. We call that the do the next thing. That's it, girl. You got it. And I love what you said. You must have my personality because my daughter, my oldest daughter I was just talking about it. We're like, we either completely float, and Shannon knows this, or we're completely, fantastically, intensely focused and driven. There's, like, not a lot of in-between, you know? No, no, there's not. And, you know, when it, and I noticed if I leave that more up to, uh, well, the universe to do some air traffic control where work is concerned, um, then that works out better for me. And, listen, I'm not saying I don't position with the universe on occasion, because, boy, I sure do. But I try not to because that's a losing battle. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm interested to hear more about um, the Montgomery House, the perfect haunting, and kind of how that came about, and just the whole thing sounds really interesting, and I think you won some recognition for that as well. So could you tell us about that a little bit? Yes, I certainly can. Montgomery House is a bed and breakfast in Kalama, Washington, and uh, my other job is music and entertainment, and I was coming back up the coast from Oregon, heading back up to Seattle, and Kalama is just over the Washington border, just right into Washington out of Oregon. And I was with my label mates uh, on a label called Maurice the Fish Records, and it's actually one of the record labels that I own. And I'm, I'm also an artist on that label, because, hey, if you're going to own the label, at least be on it. Come on. <laughs> you know, let's go full-blown nepotism here. Um no. So we pulled over, actually, because we were tired, and we were not going to make it back to the Seattle-Tacoma area that night, and we stopped at the Montgomery House, which was owned at the time by two of my label mates, Eric and Juliana Montgomery, and we went to walk into this gorgeous home. You would have died, Dr. Kim. It was, yeah. It's beautiful, but whoa, was it occupied. I got halfway up the, the walkway and looked at this thing and thought, I am never going to sleep in this uh, house tonight. Mm. Oh, man. So I made a decision to uh, shoot a documentary there because I'm, I'm extremely passionate about educating uh, the masses or whomever is paying attention at that time uh, about what's out there. I think mm-hmm. the more education we right the same thing with education we have, the less frightened we are. So uh, 13 days of shooting, we had two paranormal investigation teams there. I was the quote you know psychic on the scene, if you can call it that wandering around, uh, and it was it was a wonderful documentary. We were very fortunate to have the people involved that we did. 
Wow, that sounds interesting. Um, how is there any way we could? Is it available on DVD, or how could we watch that? Yeah, it sure is. It's available on DVD. It's got 20 minutes of extra bonus features on that DVD, um, including other pieces of investigation. That's at MontgomeryHouseHaunting.com. And for any of your listeners that are hardcore paranormal investigation buffs, we have some of the best evidence, if you can call it that, phenomenon that we've captured. Uh, EVPs, we caught a full-bodied apparition on camera in the attic. Uh, We caught actually the... Oh, it was, it was so chilling. We caught the actual black mass of the demonic entities down in the basement. We got the good old creepy, you know, get out. <laughs> I mean, it has some scare to it, as well as some very neat spiritual principles. So it, it's, uh, you do stuff with Native American work, don't you, Dr. Kimberly? Native American spirituality in there with you? I do stuff with about everything, and you know, just like we, what you said, whatever the universe kind of throws at me, I dabble in and stuff like that. I was just going to ask you why that ground, why you know, why that was such a, you know, I guess it feels to me almost like a vortex, ley line type of energy where uh, everybody and everything is just coming there. I kind of was curious, why do you think that was? Well, and you nailed it exactly on the head. Um, I get a lot of Native American energy around you. Uh, There were over 60,000 Calus Indians who perished on that one-mile stretch of land. Heartbreaking. I mean, it it was just brutal. You know, we were fortunate to have the late Roy Wilson, who was then the spiritual leader and uh, actually, yeah, he was the the chief and spiritual leader of the Calus Indian Nation. We actually came. We got it on camera. It's the only Palestinian mass death ritual ever captured. And he crossed these folks. And so that's part of it. Okay, the house was a brothel. It was a bordello. It's 200 yards off the Columbia. It's got a live spring that opens in the basement. It's got water ley lines. Mm -hmm. You nailed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just feeling the energy of the place, and I'm like, whoa, baby. (laughs) That's it. That, I thought, well, we're going to definitely shoot here. We'll get all kinds of phenomenon, and we did. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Do you have any questions, Kareem? Um, I'm, I'm curious to know about the uh, like angel hierarchy and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I have a general understanding, but I know there's more that I don't know. Good question. Okay, I had a little hard time hearing there. Did anybody catch that question a little he better? Said, he said angel. Uh, he wanted to know a little bit more about uh, angel hierarchy, or if you could tell us a little bit more about angels and uh, kind of how you see them or how they're organized. Oh, that's an interesting question. You know, <laughs> I tell you, my, and I can only tell you my experience, and I'm sure everybody's got something they can add to this who deals with these angelic entities, uh, for me, they are they never want to really come right forward and say, Hey, my name's Bob, how are you? <laughs> oh, sure. You know, that's that's a human attribute, okay? And angels were never human. They're not human. They never have been human. They're not intended to be human. We don't die and become an angel. We might die and become a spirit guide, or we may pass away and become whatever we are, but they're a completely different genus than we are spiritually. So just like chaotic darkness or demonic life, you know, people don't, bad people don't go to hell, if you will, and become demons. The real honest chaotic darkness is 
it, that is what it does. It's, it's just dark. So angels, if you're dealing with hierarchy, um, you know, I can't say that I'm actually in, and to my knowledge, any sort of direct communication with any of the super heady, heavy hitters, you know, the Michaels and the Gabriels. And it seems as though the ones that I'm in contact with more on a regular basis are sort of the worker bees. They're the ones that are with us on a daily basis. They're the ones that if we were out in the middle of a jungle and in the middle of a war and the angels were the Marines, they would be keeping our head down as they're firing. They're having a war that's going on that has nothing to do with us. And in the middle of that, they're trying to make sure we don't get our head shot off, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're very, and they do help us out, of course. They just, they have many, many jobs. And the, I will tell you that the big archangels, um, I don't, I don't think them. Um, they have an enormous energy. And they're they're kind of scary looking. <laughs> so I don't really seek them. I figure if they need me for something, they'll come grab me, but I don't appear to be on their call list all the time. Uh, mostly, what, like I say, what I'm familiar with is, if you will, sort of an infantry-level angel, <laughs> and there may be great big generals and whatnot, and there are. Um, there's also parts of God's kingdom or universe's kingdom, however you look at it, that are elementals that some people call angels, but they're sort of spiritual God's spiritual mid-management for for the earth, for earth processes. So there are, I guess you could say, hierarchies, though I'm not a super expert in that area. And the bigger hitters, I I tend to just let them do what they're going to do because they're a touch intense for everyday communication for me. Okay. And um, like as far as for me, what's, What's the next adventure? Well, you seem to really be coming into your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about coming into a space that you they said long time coming, in fact. Uh-huh. Trusting yourself to follow your instincts. What you're doing. Um, it's almost like Dr. Kimberly said earlier with Christine the Caller, who is having so much fun with her healing that she thinks that she shouldn't be making money. Things for you seem to be flowing really well, really right into place, really easily. And so let go of any part of you that would be like, oh, there's got to be another shoe that's going to drop because this can't be good, you know. No, it's good, man. You're right where you need to be right now. So you really just keep doing what you're doing. The universe is putting what you need right in front of you as you go along, like breadcrumbs. And um, you have a lot of faith. You have an enormous faith structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're actually, you're pretty set up. I mean, you are doing what you should be doing right now, which is going with the flow and just allowing yourself to act on what's put in front of you. I appreciate that. I definitely do. That's just confirmation. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes we need to hear, gosh, am I, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Maybe I should be doing something, and sometimes what you should be doing is is nothing. It should be exactly what you're doing because that gives space for something else to come in and edify your life, and that's really where you're at right now is trusting you, appreciating your abilities, sinking into that space, um, and actually you're, you're showing, they're talking to me about the fact that there are other people who are deeply affected by this transition you've gone through 
It actually, to be honest, it looks like a struggle. It looks like a bit of a journey and a struggle here. Mm-hmm. There are other people, right? There's other people who are deeply affected by how you did not cave, you didn't get bitter, you didn't get rotten, you didn't blame God, you didn't, well, maybe for five seconds, but you got over it. <laughs> you know, you know you're, they're like, well, I kind of did. I'm like, whatever, that's not important, you guys. Um, the point is, is that you got through it. And that kind of gentle strength is what they're talking to me about. It's inspirational. And you're in the process of understanding why, and I think that's very powerful. Oh. you got to be spiritual over there. <laughs> What's that? I said, you have the speeches. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm Forgive me for speaking so quickly, you guys. I am literally trying to translate these messages as fast as possible, and uh, so I hope I'm not you know, sounding like somebody who drank 70 times of Folgers before I got on with you. I love that because I get criticized a lot of time on summits. They say, Dr. Kimberly, slow down. We can't understand you. And I'm like, listen to the replay, guys, because this is called channeling. I don't even know what I'm saying, and I can't slow it down. So, you know. Thank you, sister. Right? You're not doing it on purpose. I know. We're not trying to make it difficult. I'm trying to give you as much information in as short a time as possible, as clearly as I can. And I and I imagine with you it comes in in so many forms, smells and impressions and sights and visions and and sounds and audibly and symbols and blah blah blah. You know how and you know all it is and these picture examples and, it, and you're trying to process and then communicate it and it, it becomes a little challenging at times. And sometimes, as you know, Danielle, the channel just pours open for some people and, and you can't even spit it out. You know, you know, fast enough. So it's really interesting. And that's kind of my follow up question with you is. Everyone says in the psychic world that you can't read for yourself. Anyone who knows me knows I can dead on read for myself. So can you read for yourself? Oh, I'm a water sign, so I'm going to say probably not that accurately. You know, I get I tend to get real emotional about things if it's about me. Uh, and sure. if, if I am, now here's what's weird. If say you and I are going to do a project together. Say we're going to make a film. I can read on the film. If I'm just reading on me, I've got a good gut for what I should do and shouldn't do. Um, I don't seem to, if I get myself out of the way, I can get quite a few details. The less emotionally involved I get with my own process, the better off I am. And uh, I will go to somebody for confirmation, though. Absolutely. Oh, no. No, so do I. So do I. Oh, yeah. Well, and then here's my last follow-up question. I'll see if you guys have any other questions. Um, okay, so here's my here's my area of cloudiness because I feel I have absolute freedom and absolute choice, Danielle. So if you could bring me some clarity, I think everyone that knows me would love you forever because they're sick of me asking this one question. <laughs> is, you know, oh, my gosh. I don't think you right know. On, I will do my best. Okay. <laughs> Where should I move to? <laughs> I understand why you're having a hard time with this question. You do? Um, Yeah, because they came right back with her franchise moves with her. Her world moves with her. Her location is her. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, well, that would make it challenging. Um, Okay, now hold on. We're going to adjust the question a little. Okay. We're going to adjust her options. (laughs) What, uh, (laughs) What does that give her options? Don't please don't give her options. Well, here's what's ironic, you guys. The the adjustment on the question that came back from your angels was not where should I live, 
Okay. Where is my impact required? That's what came back. Oh, that's true. I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking that direction. Wow. Okay. So they came back, where is my impact required? Because you, like many of us down here, like every single person who's taking a breath down here, we're here for a reason right now, in this time, in this incarnation, to do something. Whether that's move uh, a rock out of a driveway six inches over so it doesn't accidentally catch under a wheel and spin off and knock somebody in the head who was supposed to cure cancer, whatever it is, we are here for one purpose, many purposes, actually. So when the, when the, when the question comes back, you know, where your impact is required, um, the word required is very interesting, the energy signature required, uh, because that that's, means that there are still stuff that you're going to bring through that for your soul is edifying and is edifying for other people. And I don't like to say, you know, it's your contract, it's your karma, right. or whatever. Because right. you know as well as I do, we can you know, walk in front of a bus and there goes our future. But <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. true. You're going to choose, you know, you're not done. And um, here's what's interesting. There's going to be a lot of travel for you. Mm. And if this is lots of travel to, I would even call it outbacky areas bringing in enlightenment in messaging and some major centers as well. Um, they would like you to also take a small adjustment in perception about where, you know, impact versus population versus uh, absorption, okay? Mm-hmm. And this, I think, has a lot to do with where you would go. You know, sometimes somebody would look at Little Town USA and be like, really, why would I go there? There's, you know, 5,000 people. Well, 2,000 of those people will be there to see you. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I, I get it. You okay. see where, yeah. yeah, so they would like you to, bigger is not always better. You know, size does not matter in this instance. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got to tell you, it doesn't as much matter where you live. It matters that you keep moving. Interesting. So you can have one home base with a good support system and because it feels like you live several places and they talked about you just doing a lot of traveling that's good confirmation but not super i wanted like a specific town and state so i can just stop i want what do you i wanted want a specific you town go anywhere you, you wanted through. you make friends wherever you go did you so. hear shannon said shannon said i wanted a specific town and place too because do i not ask you that like three times a day at least <laughs> so it's always different like I think we decided on one place and then she's like well, what do you think about there I'm like wait a minute we already decided yeah and you're I, like wait no ah yeah okay now let me ask you this Dr. Kimberly what is your connection to almost Nova Scotia like rocky coastal North Atlantic stuff what is that about I don't know that's really strange because Masajade actually said he saw me living either in or near Canada. So that is very strange. He must have seen that same connection. And I don't know, but you're the second person in like two weeks that said that. So that's very interesting. Oh, great. yeah. This now is we have another option. <laughs> What's that? She said, no, great. We have another option. <laughs> Seriously, this is, it's, it's, I'm a northerner. Okay. I'm originally from Montana. That touches the Canadian border for those who don't have a map handy. Um, so I, I'm looking at the light, and the light's that very specific sideways yellow light. It's very 
that's very big in that part of the country, and it's it's very northerly, um, slightly higher electromagnetic field. So we're we're up out of the United States. We're up here in Canada, but that does feel like Nova Scotia is where it feels like, and it's beautiful. And it's this little craggy um, coastal town, little bitty cute killer, uh, brightly colored houses. Um, the vibe there is just right. It's a pulse out of the ground that that, that your sixth sense works extremely well with. And they're talking to me a lot about how you work as a, as a psychic, as an intuitive, as you probably don't like the S word or the P word any more than I do, but as an intuitive, um, this area, because of the electromagnetic attributes, mm-hmm. says yes to you as far as having you feel like you can just dump your troubles into the earth. Interesting, because I've already been given the information that I need to move somewhere that resonates with me on an like energetic level as well as someplace they're saying I don't complete I do think I know what this means, but it sounds weird. Um they're saying open up energy vortexes in that place. So it's very interesting, weird. <laughs> but anyway, okay, I love that. Thank you for that. Um we actually have um a someone on the web uh the chat room wrote in and her name is Marie in Pennsylvania, and she said, I would like to know what Danielle sees in general for me. I feel like I'm in a space and not sure where I'm going. She's in a what and not sure where she's going? A space. A space. <laughs> Just oh, like a like a funky space. Well, yeah. you know, here's the thing. Um, and I, I don't encourage anybody to ask me any questions. You guys will get way more bang for your buck. If you ask a specific question, you'll get a very specific answer. That's what I answer. say. Ask me a specific. People say, well, what do yep. you do for me? And I say, the first, you know, when they call for a reading, and I say, ask me a specific question because, I mean, I'll flesh that out for the next three hours. But when you guys say that, I don't even know where to go with that. You know? Well, yeah, exactly. You know what we'll do? Um, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell your person in your chat room to honor the question. Um what came up immediately, and what came up immediately is one of the, one of the reasons I see this space there uh, is I see a falling away of the old life. I see a falling away of the old friends. I see a falling away of the old ways, and it's and that is going to make it's not it, it, I, it's interesting that this person would call it a space. It more looks like all the water receded off the beach, and they're just sitting there waiting for the next wave. And usually, when that happens, when the water gets sucked off the beach like that, it's because there's a tsunami coming. You know, so so I would tell this person without knowing specifically what the, what the concern would be that um, there must be, there has to be a clearing away in our lives. And it's painful and it sucks. And I, what I'm seeing here is, is uh, the feeling of abandonment by people mm-hmm. who matter to them, um, the feeling of being betrayed or not understood. And so really, I see the space not being as much the issue as the feeling of why did I get, why why am I getting, the feeling of being left behind. Actually, um, you're evolving forward, and the folks around you aren't keeping up, and they fall behind. They fall to the wayside. So the good news about spaces like this is they never last, ever, ever. And you're, if you just get comfortable with, with knowing that the space isn't permanent, I do see some new people that are trying to come in, and uh, we have to stop, guys. We have to stop pushing, pushing. The Mm -hmm. 20th century Mm -hmm. physics don't apply in the 21st Mm -hmm. century spiritually. So, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I talk a lot about that too, the chasing. I try to share that the chasing in itself creates that resistance that actually slows everything down. So absolutely, I agree with that. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, Walt, you haven't talked very much. Do you have any uh, final questions for your friend, Danielle? Well, Danielle, um, I've been thinking a lot about this. (laughs) Um, And I I feel like some major changes are happening in my life. Um, all around with everything, so I'll try to be more more specific, I guess. Do you see any um, maybe career changes for me in the near future? You know, it's uh, hi, Walt. By the way, nice hi. to actually hi. meet you in person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yay! Thanks for being my Twitter friend. Um, yeah. You know, I would tell you this: you may quantify it as you know you're uh, obviously a fine male. And gentlemen's sense of self tend to be, you guys are socialized to attach your sense of self to jobs, right? And so the natural question would be, do you see any change of employment? What I see is change in application to the world. You know, you are finding your voice. You are speaking out on issues that you would not have done in the past. Um, You are no longer worried about what the neighbors think, okay? Uh, Not to say you were potentially obsessed with that but but there's a big part of you that's like look i'm i have i I, you're somebody look look at the connection you made for me and dr kimberly and all these wonderful people today um you're coming into your own in the world and that's happening kind of a theme on the show tonight with people but um job your job will i'm sure will change because of that and the reason i'm saying i'm sure will change rather than giving you a big psychic prediction on that is we we can't keep our same employment as when we dramatically change because our application into the world is then required elsewhere. So yes, you will have a cause and effect. You will have a job change. Um, this has to do more with media. Has to do more with messages. This is the feeling of philanthropy and activism in some way or another. Even if it's just applying you to your your local areas or. Um, for you, it's it, yes, money's awesome. Go get it. Go make lots of it because <laughs> it buys cool stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, Walt, um, you know, I, I'm seeing your upbringing, wonderful family, you know, traditional, traditional it looks like, work ethic, you know, stuff. Um, be okay to, to really own being that guy who's outside the box right now because that's where your life is taking you. And therein lies many, many new paths. Because that's who you always were. Um, and if folks can't keep up with you and hang with you, then too bad. They can go, you know, eat beer nuts with somebody else. So you hmm. will have transitions in your work. Um, and, and, again, it, it, it does appear to be more around, uh, man, they're just talking messages, media, in that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you even do now, but that's that's what they're talking about. What do you, what do you mean about media? What do I mean about media? Yeah. What type of media? Um, well, it, it can be any media. I mean, it's about you assisting messages getting out. This could be written. This could be radio. This could be television production. This could be um, on TV. This could be making web series. This could be anything that many people can watch and pass around or or be able to ingest. And, it, you know, you don't necessarily have to be the, the guy on camera if you don't want to, but it's about your involvement in that world and how there is great passion there for you um, and great messages. You're good at it. Mm-hmm. So 
whatever this is pulling you towards, that does seem like a larger change. Mm. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I love that. Oh, well, you're such a sweetheart, Danielle. It's such a pleasure to meet you. And I love, you know, having you on. If you ever want to come back, you're welcome. And could you give us, like, all the ways we can get a hold of you, your Twitter, your Facebook, your um, information to book appointments again, the name of your book, and where we can buy it and all that good stuff? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Dr. Kimberly. we got to get you on Haunted Playground on LA Talk Radio and get you oh, talking about your love, work. Love, love to. Anytime. You betcha. Well, you guys, if you want to come hang out with me, you can find me on Facebook. And my last name is Agnew, E-G-N-E-W. First name is Danielle. You can find me at Danielle Agnew, all one word, on Twitter. I have a couple of Facebook accounts. One is kind of maxed out. Um, but come hit me up on the other one. I prefer the personal pages to the fan pages because I can actually interact with you guys better and other people can see that interaction as well. The fan pages kind of bury all that. Um, so hit me up on Facebook. Also, if you're interested in reading about all kinds of paranormal and spiritual phenomenon, you guys can read that in my book, True Tales of the Truly Weird. That can be purchased in uh, paperback copy as well as for Nook, iBook, Kindle, uh, all the e-distribution outlets, and that can be found at my website, Danielle Agnew, E-G-N-E-W, hyphenadvisor.com. You can catch me on the radio every Tuesday from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific time with Sheena Metal on my radio show on Haunted Playground, uh, Haunted Playground on L.A. Talk Radio. You can find that at latalk.com. And I guess if you want to go see the movie Montgomery House Haunting, check out all kinds of fascinating paranormal phenomenon and history and interviews, and lots of Native American spirituality at MontgomeryHouseHaunting.com with the documentary. And I think that probably, oh, my favorite color is green. There we go. And I like ice cream. I know, right? I love it. I love it. I love it. My favorite color is green, too. All right. Well, sweetie, thank you so, so, so much. Like I said, it was our privilege. You're such a bright light for consciousness and and many, many blessings on the work you do. And thank you so much, and have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Dr. Kimberly. Thank you all. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow, wow, you did a really good job with Danielle. Thank you. That was awesome. And I love what you said. She did. She's a sweetie. Boy, you you hit it out of the park. And you know what? I think there's a part of you, Walt, that actually already knows that what she said is true because you're a natural connector. You're very good, you know, especially you love radio. You have a natural affinity, you know, for media. So I think there's a lot of truth to what she said. I think you should really look deeper, you know, into that world probably. I think you'd be really good at it. Thank you. Well, anybody else have anything else that they would like to say before we close? Any other thoughts? I just know I'm going to be looking at um, houses in Nova Scotia I tomorrow. I was already <laughs> I looking at them. You know what? You know, I have to say, tell you guys, though, what she said Are about... Are you already looking them up? Yeah, I have one. <laughs> no, the light. You know, she kept saying the light. Like, the light, like, does something to me. Like, it blows my energy field up. It is absolutely beautiful. Like, a... How cool would it be to see, what is it, the Oriel Boralis or whatever? How cool would it be to be there when that's happening? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be. Yep. And I'm so happy you're back. 
Karim. It was so nice to talk to you. I'm so glad you're doing well. You're welcome to come on anytime. It's like the gang's all here. It's so weird, but so cool. So congratulations again. And Shannon, I told you it wasn't time. You're supposed to like um, help us build our business and focus on that, not some dumb man. So uh, <laughs> that is what she confirmed that. And thank you to everybody in the um, chat room. I see all you guys. And thank you so much, Marie, for your question. And thank you guys for, Christine, for being there. Thank you for listening to everybody else. Um, I don't know who's there. They disguise themselves with those fun little Skype numbers. But um, many blessings to all of you. Check me out on Darius and New Wealth Revolution. I put the link up in the chat room. Uh, and you can email Shannon if you have any questions. Shannon period doctor dr period kim at gmail dot com. And otherwise, it is a wrap. And thank you, thank you all so much. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening on Our Secrets to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, from seven to eight p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.